Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, 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 239 Uncensored in Southwest Florida and beyond. And we have a great guest on this podcast. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, Chip walks up and uh, we're ready to roll. Chip, we're here. What do you, what do you think about the Chip Olson from RE1 Advisor? What do you think about the studio? This is a really cool, um, very high tech and uh, you got to love it, man. Um, this is great. Yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, we kind of come in here. It's really not work. Mm-hmm. We come in here. We have a good, we have a good time. Chip and I we go we go back quite a ways. Chip, I mean, when we first met as committee members on the board for Naples Area Board of Realtors, correct? Yep. Yeah, yep. for the safety committee. Yeah, and what what was our job? What was our job in the safety committee? What did we do? Well, a little bit of everything. But. Yeah, we set policy and uh, we set training for uh, to protect the uh, realtors as they go out and about and in the, in the world today. So. Yeah, how, how important do you think? I mean, and, and Chip's been involved in real estate for several years, since 1988, I believe. Yep. Yeah, yep. 1988. Mm-hmm. Long time. Been in Naples for a long time, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But why is it so important for us to protect our real estate professionals? Well, I think it's, you know, not only from a liability standpoint of the homeowners or the business owners that are showing the, the real estate or, the you know, are trying to sell the real estate, but at the same time as this, Everybody deserves to have protection and uh, understand what they're getting into and have knowledge of it. Yeah, so exactly. So being on the committee was was a fantastic opportunity, and I'm still kind of helping out whenever I can. I know with this COVID thing, things have kind of calmed down. We just I just taught a class, uh, Safety Matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a National Association of Realtors-type uh, program. But it's one of the craziest jobs in the world, right? You yeah. You'll go and meet people and go into a strange house, Yes. And go there with people maybe you have never met before. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Or you walk into an office building and all the lights are off and, uh, you know, um, it, it's, it can be a scary situation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and we'll, and we'll come up with some of that stuff and I'll definitely have you have you in again and go over some of that, those things and, yeah. and we'll talk about yeah. it. So tell me a little bit about your experience and you know what how long have you been in naples and how long have you been we talked about you starting in real estate in 88 but tell us a little bit about what that looked like back then and yeah um back in 88 i was doing marketing for real estate companies and uh, my dad told me and my attorney told me you need to get a real estate license and so i started selling homes on a weekend making more money than i was out of my real estate or my advertising and marketing company yeah so yeah um i uh, sold that and jumped full-time into real estate back in uh well that started in 88 and then in 90 we started selling commercial buildings and all the other stuff that was there and you know the market was still hot and cold uh kind of like it is now you know inventory was uh, down uh, when i jumped in made it tough to find listings but at the same time uh, sounds familiar yeah what's new right now history has uh, kind of repeats itself as things go on but uh, you know the the commercial market, uh, we jumped into that in '92 and uh, started doing development consulting and doing some development. And then '94 we jumped into the prop, uh, property management side, and the company grew like crazy. 
um, sold the company and then uh, took a couple of years off where I was just doing consulting around the country. And then I reopened in 2017 with RE1 as a company that's uh, doing not only commercial real estate in Southwest Florida, but we do project management around the United States. We've got a staff of 10. I have two people working in Europe that uh, find people that own U.S. real estate that need help. And we work with a lot of trust attorneys on the state planning and valuations and things like that. We're not appraisers, but we, you know, work with the appraisers and, and try to set it up so the owners have a benefit of full understanding of knowledge of what the market's all about. And, you know, uh, the craziest thing was that I was talking to my stockbroker and he said, uh, can you do something in Vail? And I said, sure. What do you need? And he said, one of my clients, the husband dies, has a hunting lodge there and the wife hates it and she wants to sell it. So our job was to go out and find a realtor in, in Vail, Colorado, that could specialize in that community and sell the house for the widow. And so, you know, it's it's different stuff that we do, and we really enjoy it and have a blast doing it. Yeah, tough markets, Naples, Vail, Colorado. Yeah. You know, that's real yeah. difficult. But but RE1 Advisor is has a gamut, I guess, services and things that they can do for you. Yep. Let's go back and a little bit in time. So 1988, I got Naples in 91, April of 91. 1988, what did Naples look like back then? Well, uh, <laughs> I was 28 years old, and uh, I got here, I moved here in uh, 85, and I worked for people. But um, in 88, there was about three bars. All right. And, Can you ma- name any of them? Uh, Sports Page. Okay, I do. That's yeah. right there yeah. off, yeah. off Pine Ridge. And in the, back, really? in the backyard, they had a volleyball court. And yeah. on Saturday afternoons, we'd go over there and drink beer and play volleyball and uh, watch college football. And then um, the other places, of course, you had the nightclubs. You had, uh, what was it, Big Daddy's? Remember yeah, I, I don't remember that one. Okay. Um, swamp Buggy? Was that around? Yeah, swamp Buggy was there, yeah. Yeah. And I got a great story about the Swamp Buggy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay. It is uncensored, so we can kind of pretty much say what you want. Come on, Chip, bring it up. No, and what other ones were up big oh, back then? You know, um, you know, I was a poor kid back then, so I didn't go out down to Fifth Avenue. Of course, you, know, you had Pippins and uh, yeah. St. George of the Dragon. And right. I think those were the only, you know, coming from the Midwest, I love good steaks. And when I first moved here, I couldn't find anybody that had a good steak. And uh, when Outback came, I thought I died and gone to heaven. Well, we've been there a few times yeah, since. Yeah, you know, yeah. there so. so, yeah, Naples has really come a long ways, a lot different. I remember, you know, Pine Ridge Road being nothing carillon yeah. plaza all those places were pretty much just non-existence i'm, I'm mockley road there was you pick yeah stuff yeah. all over the place yeah. and you know where arthrex sits today that was a big field when i got here yeah it's yeah. pretty pine, wild pine ridge ended at the vineyards yes and yes. Uh, to get to the movie theater you had to if you lived in golden gate city you had to drive you know a half hour to just get to the pavilion or to the one on the East trail. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those, but good times in Naples has come a long ways. And we're going to talk a little bit about what you envision in the future. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's crazy. So I know that your company does a lot of things. Can you kind of narrow in on some of the things that you're working on now that would, you know, relate to us here in the two, three, nine and beyond. Sure. Sure. Um, well, we do a lot of uh, project management for nonprofits uh, and for businesses, you know, so if they want to remodel their doctor's office, they'll hire us and we'll go out and hire the architects, the general contractors and kind of ride a uh, shotgun over it. We've done a nonprofit hired us to uh, create a housing project for uh, autistic adults. Oh, okay. And that's really cool. And sometime I'd like to, you know, talk to you about that because it's such a needed 
Um, yeah, can, you know, but uh, is that local or is that? Well, it's it's interesting. We started off um, going to these parent meetings, and um, the guy that they hired said, "Well, we're going to get tax credits, and it's going to take 17 years." And I leaned over to the guy next to me, and I said, I'm, "I might not be around. I mean, <laughs> hopefully, I'll be alive." But you know, um, and he said, "You got to think outside the box." And we got signs all over our office that says, "Think differently." So, what I, I went back to the office and created a let's look at what are needed for that. And, you know, hotels where people with autistic kids can go to and, and feel comfortable. Jobs uh, on, on campus, so people don't have to have the need for transportation. So we sat down. We contacted a bunch of hotel uh, operators. And sure enough, there's a hotel in Ireland that specializes for kids with autistic tendencies. Um, the, the rooms are a little bigger. The walls are concrete for sound transmission. And That's amazing. I didn't, yeah. don't think about all that. Yeah. And instead of uh, banquet halls, they have quiet rooms. So mm-hmm. if somebody has a meltdown, you just go into the quiet room with soft colors and things like that. And it was really fascinating as somebody that likes to put puzzles together. You know, I'm looking at this thing going, Here, here's the puzzle. And then um, two of the hotel operators uh, expressed an interest in doing this. And I said, well, here's the, ca- the trade-off is you have to hire 25 of my residences to work in, you know, uh, in the service, cleaning services and doing mm-hmm. whatever they can. And they said, perfect, we can do that. Um, and then we were doing some uh, work for the marijuana industry out in Colorado on uh, valuing uh, warehouses and stuff like that. And we had a, a consultant in the office and I said, what would it take to build a grow house for fruits and vegetables? And how much money could it make? And how many <laughs> how many people could be we employ? And he came back with a study. We'd employ about 40 of our special needs people, you know, doing everything from gardening. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. And the thing would throw off about $400,000 a year in profit. So I looked at the, the whole thing and um, we formed a nonprofit called uh, Noah's Communities, uh, Noah's Ark Communities, excuse me. And um, so the, we've got people out tracking around the country trying to raise money and there's a really it'd be a whole show on itself it's, yeah we gotta yeah touch on that uh, the pooled income fund and how to and the, the interesting story that i got involved and how i learned about this but wow. you know in our industry we we run into these really cool people all the time and then um if you sit and you listen and as i tell my employees uh, or my agents you know you listen before you talk find out what uh, the needs are and then we come up with a solution for that so and that's what we do. Yeah. So how I gather is, you know, somebody's got a, a large project or a mid-sized project, and basically they reach to you, and then from that point on, you kind of manage the, the process. Correct. And there's a lot of red tape that you've navigated through over the years to be able to get people to the end game. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that's exa- yep. exactly. So we talked a little bit about Naples and, you know, kind of the current market in Naples right now, or, or Southwest Florida. 239 and beyond right yeah, so yeah. the market down here right now is crazy everything's nuts from my understanding now i don't know i've heard this the last three days from different people that this season is going to be it's going to be crazy i, I think in, it in will naples be, you know i mean even though the the different variants coming but people are coming this way people don't want to be around this covid thing and uh you know they've also realized they can work from home so why do i want to work from home when it's 40 below zero in the winter and I can, you know, sit out on the beach with my cell phone and, uh, you know, communicate with this. Right. And uh, so I think we're going to still see a tr- trend for people moving down. I'm reading uh, between the lines and listening to the financial stuff, though. But 
you know, prices in the, in the inner cities have come down so much that people are starting to move back into that too, mm-hmm. which is going to absorb some of our, you know, uh, demand. But I don't think because of the inventory being down so much and still Southwest Florida is a great place to live, it just keeps getting better and better. So I think we'll see those people, you know, the houses get six or seven offers within the first day of listing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I've had several of those. Right now I've got two houses out of my I don't know. My listings, I was up to like 10 or 11. Now I'm down to two and there's a lot of interest on those. So it's, it's going to go quick right now. I, I just went in the MLS the other day and we used to average about 6,500 homes that's any fun. given time on the MLS at, at Nabor. And that's Marco, you know, Southern Lee County and maybe a little bit beyond, but we used to average that in, in Collier County for the most part right now we're down to, I think we were at last I looked, it was like 1100 homes, not even yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's crazy. Just, I think we were down to 900 at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I was having lunch yesterday with a banker. I asked him what he's doing. He said, I'm buying a home. And I said, what do you, and he said, because I'm going to resell them this season and I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah. And yeah. you know, the, the demand is uh, so high and the supply is so low yeah. that, uh, you know, hopefully if we do hit a little hiccup with the stock market or anything, um, we've got enough forward m- momentum that'll just carry us right through it. And, um, my, my theory, Tim, is is when the bartender starts giving you real estate advice, it's time to get out. When, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when the true. realtors start quitting, it's time to get back in. You yeah, know, that's um, true. yeah, yeah. So, but uh, right now, um, yeah, the the lending has been strong and it's got good uh, criteria. So it's not like it was in two thousand four, five, six, where you could just walk in and get no doc uh, uh, loans and uh, borrow as much as you want and buy as much real estate as you want. That's gone yeah. Away. I was going to ask you, that was my next question. What do you, what's the major difference between now and what happened in seven, eight crash, but people are paying cash for these things. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And, and I tell my, I tell my sellers, I go, listen, I go, you got a cash offer coming. You got to look at, you know, people that are trying to get homes and finance, but the reality is when it comes down to it, if someone's going to give you cash for this house, and very yep. limited or a very short term closing date yep. and inspections like, yeah, we'll, we'll look at it, but we're not really too worried about it. I mean, how do you not take that off? The biggest problem that I see is, is people are running around right now saying I have to sell my house because it's all time high. And I said, well, where are you going to go? That's, a, that's it. And you know, we can't find rentals. You can't find a replacement house. Yeah. Um, and well, I'll go up North. And I was, one of my clients uh, went up to South Carolina and he called me and he said, you wouldn't believe the the cost of housing in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So it's all over the United States. Yeah. It's like people are saying to heck with it. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. I want to be comfortable in a home and I want to where my end game is or where yeah. I want to be is yeah. I'm going to pay to live there. So yeah. and a lot of people, I think we're, you know, kind of looking at maybe doing things later, but now I noticed that people in their fifties, 55, you know, where they would normally wait till their sixties or seventies to come to Florida, they're coming down. I mean, our, our age, our age in Naples has changed a lot since, since I've been here. Yeah. Here the average age was like 55 and now it's gotta be down in the forties. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of younger folks running around and, and you're, and you've got some projects that are going nationwide. We had just discussed some things you, I know you've got a a lot of cool stuff that, that you're working on now. We're trying to buy 300 lots uh, outside of Vail um, with a project that uh, one of our clients bought back in 2010, and we're in negotiations with that. We're trying that this afternoon. We're putting, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, a project in uh, Pittsburgh under contract that will be uh, 
once we get it under contract, we'll release it, and it, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that sounds yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, All you Steelers fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you are. Oh, yeah. Catch it to our website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we've got that. Uh, I've got a gal that works for me and uh, a lady, I should say, as uh, my wife uh, always re- you know, corrects me in Europe. And her job is just to find Europeans with U.S. real estate that need help, you know, whether it's managing it, selling it, buying it, um, operating it. And then we've got another gal um, or another lady that's uh, got her own advisory company, similar to what I do, uh, out of Zurich, Switzerland. And um, she needed U.S. help. So we are helping her and her clients. Uh, through the Middle East and everything else. It's it's really kind of fun. Yeah, it's exciting and, and kind of being the hub here. And project management, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier. I know, I know that that's kind of one of your, yeah. your things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, that, or, yeah that's my baby. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always fun to, to write the plan out and implement it and see it go through. You know, I've done enough development myself and uh, clients have hired us over the years to do surgery centers and medical offices and law firms and nonprofits and things. So what will happen is, is they'll hire myself to go out and, and work with the architects to get the vision. And then we'll hire, you know, bid the, the job out to the GCs. And then I sit in all the construction meetings and be quiet. And if I see something go amiss, then I, I raise my hand and, and such. We had a, a real interesting medical building we were doing for a client and uh, the, the general contractor disappeared. And then all the subs disappeared. So uh, I tell the story to all my employees. One morning I showed up with a wad of $20 bills and a case of Gatorade. I handed out $20 bills to everybody and a, and a cold Gatorade. And the next day I showed up with $10 bills and the Gatorade. Third day I showed up with five and Gatorade. And the fourth day I showed up and I had full crews back. <laughs> and um, there was an old country western bar called the Deuce out in Golden Gate. And on Thursdays, they the did double deuce. deuce. Double deuce. I knew. I, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Double deuce. Yeah. And Spend. Thursdays, they had all the barbecue you could, you could eat. And so I called everybody, uh, and I had a full crew, and I said, you guys get this done at this date. I'll buy everybody as much beer and as much ribs as you can eat. And the owner of the project, I told him what I did, and he called up. And he said, you're crazy. You're spending all my money. And I said, just pay attention. And uh, so we got the job done on time, and I uh, went over to the deuce. And, uh, and how many people showed up out of 52? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and the next day, it was all you could eat for like 10 bucks. And right. so it cost my owner $50. Money but, well spent. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. he said, well, how did you know? And I said, it's a work night. These guys do not want to go to work the next day hungover. Yeah. You know, so um, there is some semblance of uh, uh, rationality. That's the kind of stuff that we have to do is just you have to get up there and uh, knock heads every once in a while and uh, entice them. Yeah, no, I t- and I will tell you that today, today in today's age, it's my daughter just started with Adobe up in New York City. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. A lot of it's virtual, huge company. On Fridays, they send their new employees like um, happy hour gifts. So they send in the mail, mixers and things like that. <laughs> and then they go on virtually and they talk about, you know, hey, how you doing virtually? Yeah. And But to keep those younger employees satisfied, and staying with that company, yeah. they entice them with some very interesting things. We have to because it's the we've changed this whole dynamic of no social interaction, and uh, people get burned out working at home on their computers. Yeah, yeah, you got to do something, and you got to you know log in. She she actually was asked, you know, from her company, like, what days do you want to come in for, or what or what days would you rather stay home? <laughs> now, if you're gonna 
pick a work week, what days would you rather be at at the house? Friday. Yeah, I'll take, well, two days. And See, Monday. Monday and Friday, right? So you go in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Pretty nice, right? Yep, yep. And uh, they, got, they got a good setup. And, and, you know, the reality is, though, they're finding out that you can do a lot of stuff at home if you get yep. the right person, yep. right? Yep. I think if I was at home doing stuff, I'd get distracted pretty easy. So I like yeah. to come into the office, but it's just a different, different time, different culture. And, and, and these younger, younger folks, you can say what you want about them, but they, they do know, know how to do things. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. good at yeah. what they yeah. do. Yeah. My daughter works for me and she works at home a lot and, and her work productivity is great. Yeah. It's you good. Know? It's good. The last question, this is a, this is a big one. We could be here for a couple minutes on this one. What does Collier County in Southwest Florida look like 20 to 25 years from now? What does it look like? Well, you know, I think traffic will still be bad. Um, you know, we're having a lot of stuff move east. Uh, right now, uh, the cost of construction for new offices, new retail, really doesn't um, fit the rents. And so we have a slowdown of all this commercial space. And as these new houses go up, we're going to be forced to spend that, which is the rents are going to go up. So, you know, moving east, uh, you know, I think on Immokalee and airport, they're talking about uh, a mini Mercado type operation there, mm. which is great because, you know, it keeps people from coming all the way downtown on a Friday night. And, uh, you know, if you have a few pops or adult pops, it's uh, you, you don't want to have to drive the, the gauntlet. Um, so uh, or, or pay the Uber driver. Yeah. No. Know? Yeah. It's a little trip. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, as we build these pods of commercial around the country or around the, the county, I think it'll um, it's going to be slow. It's going to be following 25 years from now. You know, the center of town right now is a little bit uh, Pine Ridge and airport. I think it's going to be more like uh, 951 or Collier Boulevard. You know, you mm -hmm. can I'm old school. You can say yeah, 951. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, Immokalee might be closer to the center of the, the population. Yeah, I know that Immokalee Road corridor is definitely a place that's going crazy. Oh, my uh, yeah. yeah, you know, the whole thing, Collier, Immokalee. I know and they, we talked. you talked a little bit about it, big building. I know Blake Gable and his yeah. group are putting that. Collier Company is putting in a whole development there. They've got, you know, I think an Outback Steakhouse is going there. I think a South Street and there's a couple other places. Uh, Tacos and Tequila, I think, is going in that corner. They got big stores and they're also putting multifamily apartments there, higher end apartments yep. all along that corridor. So I, I just think that there's going to be a huge push, like you said, right. east. So, Tim, the thing that kind of interests me is, is where are the jobs going to be? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. are they still going to be in the coastal area where everybody has to still drive in right. and drive right. back? Um, or are we going to, you know, develop more industrial out by Ave Maria where, you know, you'll you'll be splitting the difference. Yeah. It's interesting to uh, talk to some of these guys because uh, it's faster to get from to uh, Davis Boulevard and Collier Boulevard from Lehigh than it is from Immokalee. Right. You know? Right. And you yeah. think about it, the dynamics of that Immokalee still Collier County Lehigh's in uh, right. County. You know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's that going to do to I-75, the airport and such? Are we going to have uh, six lanes uh, going North and six coming South? Yeah. You know? If you notice in the morning, all the cars from Fort Myers, those folks are coming down to yeah. Naples, Marco. Yeah. yeah. And then at four o'clock Friday at three, maybe four o'clock average, they're all heading back. Yep. So they're yeah. coming down here to work. A lot of those folks. And, uh, 
you know, in Lee County. I mean, that place, you go down the road in Lee County on I-75, and next thing you know, there's buildings, like, popping up left and right. You know, a lot of, a lot of industrial, which is, yeah. which is good because there's, there's some jobs both ways. But Collier County is, is just growing. And believe it or not, from my understanding, there's not a lot of space or land available for the type of residential properties i think the only thing really that we have is there's some way out on the east trail and there's some on oil well all yep. the way out yep. towards ave and you know arthrex obviously is building a bunch of stuff out there they have built some stuff out there so that's kind of where we're, we're looking at right yeah now. yeah and i think you'll see some of these older condo projects get bought up and then but what will happen is, is they'll, the density will go down yeah, you know, it's yeah. uh, twenty units. It'll be ten units. That's a good. That's a good point. What I mean, from my understanding, like downtown Naples or the city of Naples, there's a huge percentage of those houses have been like leveled and redone. I'm thinking somebody was telling me it's it's almost like thirty percent of the homes have been. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, tore down. I mean, yeah. been in through Port Royal recently, and there's every construction everywhere. And some of those houses were built five or six years ago. Oh, yeah. They're just getting yeah. redone. Yeah. Isn't there a rule down there? If you buy a house, you have to tear it down. And yeah, it's tear it down and start it over. Yeah. So that, the property's so expensive. Yeah. There, so it's, yeah. it's one of those things. You know, but even in, um, I, I live in Northgate and uh, people are, are taking those 70s and 80s Michigan homes and knocking them down and yeah. building, you know, large homes in there. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the cost of land towards the coast is going to keep going up. Anything that's got uh, multifamily zoning in place, the old duplexes that mm -hmm. are in, uh, between Goodlett and 41. Uh, south of Pine Ridge, you know, I, I see those as a great opportunity to uh, get appreciation because down the road they're going to be knocked down and you're going to build townhouses like they did in old Naples. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you know? some of that stuff so, down by Gulfview Middle. Yeah. They went in and took all that stuff out. Beautiful places, too. Oh they're building. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chip, I'd like to thank you for coming hey. in. It's been a great time. And we're going to do a lot more of this stuff because, you know, it's enjoyable. We do a little video. We do a little bit of podcasting and we have a good time. And then and bringing your knowledge into the studio and having your background. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of experience. I mean, not, I'm not saying you're old or anything, but you, know, <laughs> you bring a lot of experience and, it, and it's good to have that. And people in Collier County need to know what's going on and what's planned. So keep yeah. your pulse, your finger on the pulse or yeah. get the yeah, community yeah. and let us know. You got something, updates, things like that. We'd love to have that yeah, information. Yeah, I'd love to come back and talk yeah. about some of these projects for these nonprofits. Yeah, and that's real good too that, you know, that with the autism folks and, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, that's like a, a huge need. I'm, I'm sure it's, oh, it's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's almost like a cottage industry itself. Yeah, so. it's very so. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, it's been great. 239 Uncensored, everything south west florida and beyond and chip whenever we leave we always say we're out so we are out please make sure to download and listen to us on apple spotify and google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media this has been a Studio 239 production.